Hallelujah. Scripture, if you turn to Ruth 2, verses 1 through 12. Hallelujah. And we're going to stand for the reading of our word, Ruth, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Still looking? In, the, in our Bibles is page 421. 421. 421, if you, have, if you have one of our Bibles here. Are we ready for the word? And we're going to read this together. Ready? And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech. And his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hat was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheep. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have not I charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men had drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, it hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother, and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto the people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, 
and the full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. May the Lord add a rich blessing of readers to the hearers, the readers, and the doers of his holy word. Hallelujah. 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 Are you ready to receive a blessing from the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless you. But you have to be able to receive it. Just like somebody gives you a gift, you have to receive it and take that gift unto you. You can reject it, but most times when we receive a gift, we want that gift, and we receive it, and we're always ready to receive that gift. Hallelujah. A blessing. Can we sing this together? You know this song. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My hands, my hands are lifted up. My heart is ready, my heart is ready to receive a blessing, blessing from you, a blessing from you. Oh, oh, oh. 
blessing from you. a blessing from you, Lord. A blessing from you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. We read our scripture coming from Ruth, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12, all about Ruth and the grace of God that was given unto her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to talk about today. My topic today is God's divine grace. God's divine grace. Can we say that together? God's divine grace. Hallelujah. We know grace to be God's favor over our lives. Something we at times don't even deserve, don't even deserve. Some say that the acronym for grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. And we know that what that means, how God gave his only begotten son to die on the cross just for us. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines grace as unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. It's a virtue coming from God, a state of sanctification enjoyed through divine assistance. It's a special favor of God, grace. God's unmerited favor, meaning that it's something we don't deserve coming from God himself. It's unmerited. There are 159 verses of scripture in the Bible where grace is referenced. In Genesis, we find grace for Noah, Jacob, Shechem, and Joseph. In Exodus, Moses received grace. In the book of Numbers, the children of Reuben and Gad received grace. In Judges, it was Gideon's grace. But we must not forget that all grace begins with Jesus Christ himself. In the book of John, chapter 1, beginning at verse 14, the Word of God reads this way. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he is before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace 
in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace was manifested in the Son of God. He is full of grace and truth. Grace upon grace. Grace heaped upon grace. The fullness is experienced in Jesus Christ himself, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, full of grace and truth. Today's scripture features a young woman named Ruth. In our scripture, grace is truly evident. In the small details of this passage of scripture, we see a reflection of the miracle of God's grace. His divine grace as it was granted upon Ruth and is a true example of God's grace that he grants to each one of us. Ruth experienced his fullness of grace, this divine grace, as she met her future husband, Boaz. Boaz was a relative of her mother-in-law, Naomi's late husband, Elimelech. Boaz acknowledged Ruth all because of what she did for Naomi. She left her own family behind to stay with Naomi, and she trusted in Naomi enough to even follow her to another land. Boaz saw the character of this woman, Ruth. Because of this, Ruth received divine grace. This kind of grace that she received was not unmerited, but it was merited favoritism, something she deserved from someone she really did not know. She didn't know Boaz. Boaz only knew her because of what he had heard. You know, that's something like people sometimes, they don't know us particularly, but they've heard of us. And it depends on what they've heard about you as to how they take you, you know, if they see you, how do they look at you? So Boaz knew of Ruth because of what he heard about her. This was his first time seeing her, so that's why he asked his reapers, who, who is she? And then when he found out who she was, then he knew her because he heard about her. He knew the story behind Ruth this woman that was now present in his field. Because of this, Ruth received divine grace, grace upon grace. Let's look at this for a few moments. In verse three, our scripture says, and she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hat was to light on a part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was the kindred of Elimelech. Did you catch that? It says that her hap was to light. That means that Ruth just happened, just happened to come to this field that belonged to Boaz, a relative of Naomi's late husband, Elimelech. This just happened? 
No, this was the divine grace of God. It didn't just happen. Later in the scripture, even Naomi acknowledges that it was nothing but the grace of God. This didn't just happen. There's a quote that says, life is not merely a series of meaningless accidents or coincidences, but rather it is a tapestry of acts that culminate in, in an exquisite, sublime plan. Not just any plan, but God's plan. Our days were written by the hand of God, written by the hands of God, even before we were in our mother's womb, he knew us and he had a plan for us. Has anything ever happened to you and you just knew that it had to be the grace of God that brought you through that thing, that brought you through that time and that place and something really disastrous could have happened but you knew that it was only the grace of God that brought you through it. I remember years ago this incident, when I was getting this message together, I remember this incident in my life that terrifies me of what could have happened if it were not for the grace of God. I was standing at a bus stop, this was before a first man and myself, this was before us, before we got married. I was a teenager and I was working at Roxy's Cleaners um, down on Pearl Street. Well, I was standing at the bus stop waiting to um, take the bus to go to work. And this man came by, I, I knew him through, I didn't really know him, but I knew um, somebody that was related to him, so I had seen him before. And he asked me if I wanted a ride. So me being naive teenager as I was, I said, okay. So I get into the car and we, you know, we had um, small talk, we made small talk and everything. And then um, when I looked, he wasn't going in the direction for my job. He was taking another route. And I told him, I said, this isn't the way to my job. And he says, I know, with this smirk on his face. He was heading somewhere down near the port of Albany. Remember how the port used to be in those days? He was heading down that way. So inside, I was really nervous at that time. I was scared. I really was because I didn't know what this man had in his mind. But I know that he must have been inundated with second thoughts. Things started churning in his mind because all of a sudden the car turned around and went back to where I was supposed to be went back and I know that it was only the grace of God because you hear stories today of women being raped and killed thrown in the trash like garbage 
that could have been me. But I thank God for his divine grace over my life to keep that man's hands off of me because God has had his hands on me. It was the divine grace of God that kept me and never left me. Now Ruth received much grace and favor. In verse 8, Boaz told her not to go to any other field but to glean whatever she wanted from his field. In verse 9, he charged his staff of young men, don't lay a hand on her. Because he knew what kind of men he had. But he told him, don't you dare lay a hand on her. And if she got thirsty, she could drink from his well. In verse 14, she was invited to eat meals at the table with his staff. And in verse 16, his staff was to purposely let handfuls of grain fall so that she could have more than enough to glean for herself. Sounds like God to me. Sounds like God's divine grace upon Ruth. It's God's grace that falls upon those who trust and obey him. And we know that all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So Ruth received the grace and the mercy of God and God was working for her good because Ruth was all a part of the prophecy. It was a segment of God's divine plan. For you see, after some negotiations, Boaz was able to marry Ruth, and from that union came a son who they called Obed, who became the father of Jesse, who ultimately became the father of King David. Therefore, Ruth was the great-grandmother of King David, who was a part of Christ's lineage. Faithfulness and obedience lifted Ruth up into her destiny, a place of greatness. God's divine grace is the Lord's manifested mercy. His mercy, his grace that he gives upon each one of us as we live, move, and have our being, as we walk and talk and live in Christ, his grace is upon us. So as I close, I want to talk first a little bit about grace's twin, it's mercy. It's the Lord's mercy that dictates how much grace we need. It's like when you have a bill that's late and the creditor has mercy on you by giving you a grace period. Giving you a little more time to settle your debt. Well, God in his mercy and grace gives us grace periods. Time to get things right. For morning by morning, new mercies we see. We live under the divine grace and mercy of God. We are empowered by the divine grace and mercy of God. Sin no longer has dominion over us as we walk, talk, live under the divine mercy and grace of God. Because of his saving grace, we are lifted up 
out of the muck and the miry clay and given a chance to live a transformative life in Christ. We are given a chance to show others how to live by divine grace, even when things are extremely hard and circumstances put us in situations that we think that we cannot get through. It's all about God's grace, his divine grace, God's divine grace and mercy to Jesus, his only begotten son to the cross, to save a wretch just like you and me, extending a supernatural grace period to all mankind. It is the Lord's divine grace and mercy that wakes us up each morning. It's the Lord's divine grace and mercy that keeps us safe from all dangers seen and unseen. It's the Lord's divine grace that shatters all of our fears and helps us to walk by faith and not by sight. It's God's divine grace and mercy that took us from our past to our present. Maybe you didn't think that you would make it, but because of God's grace and mercy, his divine grace, you are here today. You are here today. Your life probably wasn't a bed of roses. You did things that if you think about it now, you are ashamed of. But because of God's divine grace and mercy, you are here, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. 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 It's all about God's divine grace. Hallelujah. Lift up your voices and begin to praise God and thank him for what he's done for you today. Thank him. Give him glory, honor, praise. Look back in your mind and remember what you've done before. Where you were before. Where you are now. It's only because of the grace of God. Hallelujah. Resting on your feet. Hallelujah. It's all because of the grace and mercy. All because of his grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your grace and mercy brought me through. Hallelujah. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
hallelujah, 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 thank you Jesus, hallelujah, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, hallelujah, 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 thank you Jesus, thank you Lord God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God.